eight intro, I said, Paul, basically, if we beat the Packers, I'm going to do the next show butt naked. I'm going to save him from that. I'm not going to hold true. But, Paul, you and I both picked losses, and how could you not? Everybody on NFL Network did. There's so much to chew into, but just first, it's the reaction of most incredible win, even talking about the Titan game and everything this year, that we have felt in a long, long time around the New York Giants. How about the NFL just do the Giants a favor and let them play only second halves of games? How about that? (laughs) It's true. It's true. And, Paul, look, they're down 17-3 and 20-10 entering the second half. And that was the only glimmer of hope I held on to. I said, well, you know what? All year the Giants have been a second-half team, so why not a little juice? But, you know, you, you, you start rattling off the injuries that this team is dealing with. I was a little surprised we didn't get Leonard Williams I had hope for Wondell Robinson when he took off on that airplane that it was clear on Friday he wasn't going to play. Uh, we know the other, Aziz Ojolari make the trip. We know Kadarius Tony, been on and on and on. Still the problems at left guard. And then in game, Dory Jackson goes down, Saquon for a little bit. To battle as a team, to battle that kind of adversity, when talent wise, anybody who looks at their roster will say, yeah, they're not built to withstand the injuries. And that's understandable. They're supposed to be in a rebuild here. To have that kind of fight in them. I mean, corners making plays in the second half that weren't even with this team in camp. Uh, what that says about the coaching staff and the preparedness, I mean, that is what made today, as we're taping this on a Sunday evening, that is what made this win in London that special, Paul. It wasn't just about beating the Packers. It was about what they were dealing with as they beat the Packers. Sean, we've been talking uh, a lot during the course of the first month of the season about this coaching staff, specifically the fact that they make things believable for the players, they make the players have faith and trust in them, and vice versa. Look, they didn't pull anything back in the playbook. The playbook was was in full, full shape this, uh, this, this day. And even when you're talking about third and fourth stringer guys going in, they didn't shy away. They said to those guys, listen, you're the next man up. We're doing what we're going to do. You can do it. Go after it. And look, Sean, that doesn't always work. Obviously, there are times when it's Custer's last stand and they get slaughtered. Okay? I get that. But it's clear. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's clear that this staff, okay, is not afraid to trust their players. And I think they are just paying it back in spades because – They're doing what is needed to be done. And, oh, by the way, Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones were magnificent today. This this right now has got to be the trademark Daniel Jones game of his four-year career. And we're going to wait. We're not going to wait anymore on Daniel Jones. You're so right, Paul. Okay? You and I have been pro-Daniel Jones guys. I can have an honest conversation with Daniel Jones and understand all the negatives that go around with it. I brought up the injuries heading into this week that you can't trust him to stay healthy. What Daniel Jones did for this giant team in London on Sunday, and and Saquon's a big part of this. I'm not trying to exclude Saquon, but I'm going to focus in here on Daniel Jones, all right? All the excuses that those who have defended Daniel Jones, offensive line play, lack of weapons, you know, all of a sudden you see what smart, good offensive coaching can do when you play to a guy's strengths. We were very fearful about Daniel Jones coming in and playing on a bad ankle because we've seen what that can look like as a disaster. He still, you can tell he still wasn't 100%. He had those couple runs, but he, we didn't have the full Daniel Jones playbook. But you know what Daniel Jones did? He had offensive plays designed for him that played to the strengths he still had. And I think 
it, it was just incredible to see. I mean, the crossing routes that, that, that Darius Slayton is running and getting open. And the fact that he stood in there and he knew, hey, I can't escape and have the same escapability and take some of the smacks he took. I mean, he's dragging a bum ankle up and down that Tottenham Stadium today. Oh, that is that is a career-defining game and a positive for Daniel Jones to me. And he's had some good, you know, we've had some smiles and, and we've had a lot of bad. That's my Daniel Jones moment. No matter what happens from here on out with Daniel Jones's career, I hope there's a lot more positive. I hope there's some Super Bowls down the line. But if Daniel Jones eventually is no longer the quarterback of the New York Giants and people want to badmouth him to me, I will always point to what happened versus the Green Bay Packers in London and against all freaking odds what Daniel Jones did on Sunday. You know, for him to do what he did, and, and he made so many great decisions and he zipped so many great throws – Think of this. He only ran the ball one time in the first half, and I wondered even if maybe they were playing with the Packers' heads and playing a little possum because he ran okay. it seven times, seven times in the second half. Interesting. For, okay. eight, for eight runs on the game. And I and I was thinking to myself, I just wonder. I know he's not 100%, but he ran the ball much better and much more often in the second half, and some of those were design runs. So they weren't afraid. They, they yeah. had trust and faith in him. Daniel, you said you're okay. You said you can execute the runs. Go do it. That's That goes back to what I'm telling you about this coaching staff. They don't coach scared, Sean. No. They don't. And, and they Paul, know what they want, and they trust their guys to follow directions. And how about the – and how, again, Daniel Jones could have totally been flabbergasted on what I think was maybe the best drive of his career when Saquon Barkley is not in there, and it's a lot of breathing. It's the Gary Brightwell touchdown. You know, to stand in there, again, Marcus Johnson, David Sills running forward today. Holy, thank Christ, I saw him run forward today. Uh, Richie James over the middle. Da and again, I keep bringing up Darius Slayton. His ability to spread the ball and have trust in those receivers as he's getting knocked there. I mean, I'm sorry, that, that was grit. That was unbelievable. I mean, and every time he took a hit, he bounced back up. I mean, that was winning football. And I know Dable talked about that after the game unprovoked, wasn't asked about it. Brought up That is winning football by the quarterback and something he's been doing. Uh, you know, as this season goes on, and I'm sorry, we're going to start to raise our expectations now when you look at the schedule and consider that they've beaten the Titans and the Packers, you have to raise expectations on whether this is a playoff team or not. The Giants do get to the playoffs. Daniel Jones is going to be a big freaking reason why. Should I break out the number for you now, Sean? That's since, so. not, since 1990? NFL teams that have gone four and one. Give it to me, Paul. Perk me up some more, Paul. Perk me up. Up the time. 98? 78. 78. All right, I'll take it. I was hoping for <laughs> 98. I thought you'd like that. Favor. Odds in our favor. And oh, my. I, by the way, I, suddenly I got to say this. The three best teams in the NFC all reside in the East, it appears, when you're watching these games all over. Really? The place. Isn't that something? I mean, it's hey, crazy. I want to go back to what you said about Darius yeah. Slayton. You recall on our last pod before the game, I told you that Slayton was working overtime. Him and David Sills were using the jugs machine, and they were working overtime last week. Look, I'm not going to tell you that that was the magic pill that allowed him to escape from the closet and, and come up with the kind of day that he had. But I will tell you this. His six catches today, that's the most that he's had since week six of the 2020 season. Okay? Wow. Slayton dusted himself off. But I'll tell you something else, Sean. This all goes back to another thing that I keep telling people, and I've been talking about it for years, and they didn't make plays for Eli, and they didn't make plays for Jones. Today, one 
dropped. Great. Saquon Barkley dropped a screen pass. It was the only drop of the game. I cannot tell you how important that is. In the bad years of the Giants, as we've watched for the last decade, it was not uncommon for them to have four, five, or six drops in a game. Yeah, you're right. They are not doing that. Do you know how many drops they have right now as a team? Ten. I, it's Ten. Uh, Paul, it helps, too, when the tight ends, they throw two catch freaking passes, unlike some of the tight ends we've had in past years, too. And by the way, great job by Bellinger, creative in the end zone. Yeah. Throwing like that. Unbelievable. Did and I win fantasy points for that? Yeah, yeah. You, Bellinger touchdown. See, and they, it wasn't necessarily the total field goal fest with Graham Gano. By the way, came close to scoring 30 points. Unbelievable. Right? He'll go away from scoring 30.